No. <laughs> you know, um, we do, there's uh, one of the things they do at uh, the hospice is that some of our patients, they take a picture of when they were 20, 20 some years old, and you have someone who's in their 90s, and you have uh, the picture, you have them at the side of their picture, then in the, in the mirror, you have the picture of them when they were 20, <laughs> and reflections. And um, God changed me, <laughs> and really, we want to be changed into the image of Christ. And the change that we seek is not one that uh, comes because of, um, uh, I've, I've learned to be different, and it's part of it. Being, I mean, learning is important. You have, to, you have to kind of get our mind around it. But more than that, we have to allow our spirit to, be, to yield to it, okay? So whenever we are singing the song, you know, to, him, to God alone may my spirit yield, that we're asking ourselves to yield to the influence and to the spirit of Jesus Christ. Now, basically, we, we are they're spiritual, physical, and uh, the spirit realm it can be good or evil, and uh, the influence of our life or personality upon our humanness, you know, about who we are and, and our human, uh, what can I say, selfishness, the human motives. So it's important that we know how to differentiate between what really is. Is it my spirit? Is it God's spirit? Is it the influence of evil? And so we've, we've got to be able to sense and know that there are three different uh, avenues that we can be influenced from and that we, we are looking how that God is going to change us by his spirit. Now, the spirit and the word come together. And when the spirit and the word come together, we have a, a good formation of what is leading our lives and what we need to move forward into, in a positive uh, faith-filled um, direction where we are believing that God is at work in me and that who I am is being changed into the image of Christ. And this, this change um, doesn't, we, we believe in uh, that when we give our life to Christ that we are changed immediately. But the, cha the transformation from what we were to the person that Christ wants us to become is a lifelong endeavor. So it isn't like we're suddenly, we're going to be changed and we've we got a new creation in Christ Jesus. Old things pass away. Behold, all things become new. That's the immediate transition. That's the immediate change. But then comes the everyday change, the everyday belief that God is at work in my life and he's at work at my work and he's at work with my neighbors and he's at work with the people who don't like me and he's at work with the people that I don't like and, you know, and that when things don't go my way and God is at work in all these things and we just have to see is it really that, you know, we, we pray that God will get rid of all the bad people and just leave me here. <laughs> you know, <laughs> And uh, I don't think we would be here if we were got rid of all the bad people. <laughs> We'd probably be the one standing in front of God and everybody else would be left here. And he'd go, God, what am I doing here? He says, you said get rid of all the bad people. <laughs> so, but um, that's the, the change that we're looking for or change that we are experiencing is in how that God changes us. Now, um, 
no matter how, how much you kick a dead horse, it doesn't get up. <laughs> okay? You can put a new saddle on a dead horse, and it's not going to get up. You can put new, new reins and everything on a, new, on a dead horse, it's not going to move. Because it's, it's a dead horse. Okay. Well, in our life, what Christ has forgiven, that part of us is dead. Old things are passed away. Old things are passed away. Passed away is dead. Okay? The old things of my life, when Christ has come into my life, he has forgiven me of my sins, and the forgiveness of my sins is to the extent that they are dead. Now, if they are dead, how can I keep doing them again? <laughs> how do I keep falling into that same trap? Well, there is routine. And there is um, our own thinking. Our own thinking say, well, I'm not worthy. You know, I'll never be any different. My parents, my brothers, my sisters, my ancestors, they all had this and I got this and I guess I'm, I'm, I'm doomed for this. That is a lie. <laughs> that is a lie. So that, that didn't come from God. That can come from your own perspective of your own image, or it can come from the evil one, but it didn't come from God. So the idea is that that's got to die, okay? You got to let it go. Old things are passed away. Old things, meaning the things that were once there, that we once did or were once there and destroyed us, God has come to forgive, to separate to give us, the, give us the transition ability by the Holy Spirit to transition from what we were to what God wants us to be. Now, I look at it, and I, you know, this is kind of my, uh, I don't know, it's not a new way of thinking, but it's just an idea. While we were yet in our mother's womb, God formed us, you know, put in there all that we needed, you know, all that we needed. It's like stocking the refrigerator. <laughs> we're going to need this for the week. Well, God put in you everything that was needed for a lifetime. And everything that is, and you're not going to die one moment sooner than what God knows. <laughs> so, and the Bible says to teach us to number our days. That doesn't mean that, well, I'm, gonna, I'm going to live till I'm 96 and, and a half, you know. That isn't numbering our days. Numbering our days is that we are not always going to be here. Life is not always going to be the way it is. So teach me to number my days, meaning that this, I am not here for an eternity. I am here for a lifetime. And my lifetime is this day and this moment. Help me to take and make the best of this day. Help me to take and make the best of my life at this point. And if I can allow God to take the word of God and bring it into my heart and into my mind, he is going to take the best of this day and it's going to come out in the best of ways that's going to help this person that God put everything in there to come out. Hmm. Anybody ever almost run into you? You know what really gets me? I'll tell you what gets me. When somebody comes up behind me and blows the horn, that just sets me off like, I should just stop. <laughs> You know, and I should get out and give them a piece of my mind, you know. And then, of course, the Lord reminds me, you don't have enough to give away. <laughs> so don't stop, you know. But, you know, it's after that, you know, going down, you get all this. <laughs> they were just coming too fast, and I didn't pull out in front of them. They, were, they weren't there when I looked, you know. And if they had been going to speed, they wouldn't have had to be up on me that quickly anyhow, and I couldn't have missed them in my sight. 
But it's after that, you know, that goes on and it's like, okay, God, thank you very much. Okay, when you get in a hurry, you always find a red light. Uh, so these are the ordinary things that we are faced with every day that bring up these ordinary, <laughs> these feelings about ourselves and about life and its expectations. So if we can stop there, you know, and give thanks. I'll just sit there on that one for a moment. We'll pretend we're at a red light and we're giving thanks to God for the red light. So, so if you're serious, and so I, I chose Colossians chapter 3 because I was reading it this week and it was like, okay, this is what I'm going to speak on on Sunday. I always like when that happens, <laughs> you because know, I know where I'm going, you know, I know what's happening. And if I don't have something by Friday, I get frightened. And if I don't have something by Saturday night, I'm scared. And if I don't have something by Sunday morning, I'm not showing up, <laughs> you know, so I've always showed up, so I've always had something by Sunday morning. But, um, you know, you're always looking, you know, one, okay, God, what is it this week? What is it now? What is it? Well, Colossians chapter 3. So if you're serious about living this new resurrection life with Christ, act like it. <laughs> I thought that was pretty good. Uh, we are to act like we are part of this new resurrected life in Christ. We are to act like you are not a fallen creation. You are a new creation in Christ Jesus. Old things pass away, so start acting like it. Do we live in, in the past? Well, you know when. Down here later it says, don't shuffle along with your eyes on the ground. You know, that's down there in verse 2. You know, don't shuffle around with your eyes on the ground. You know, look up. Get your head out of the sand. You know, get your nose off the ground. <laughs> Stop looking at how bad things are. Start looking up. It's surprising what you can see when you look up. Anybody ever notice that? You look up. I, I, you know, we got these little aphids, those little red bugs look like, look like uh, ladybugs. And they're not ladybugs. They're imitators. <laughs> and uh, when I find them, you know, they're never in front of me, you know, while I'm brushing my teeth or whatever. But I look up and there's one up there. You know, Rhonda always knows whenever I find one because I turn the sweeper on and I go get them. <laughs> there's no more squishing them on the ceiling or on the walls and having to squish all everything. You just get the sweeper and you got them. And they're gone. You know, and, and last year we had a whole bunch more than this year because I got rid of them last year by, okay, I got rid of them. But you have to look up to find them. But I think also you have to look up to see the stars. You have to look up to see the sky. You have to look up to see the cloud formation, the, the sunrise and the sunset. You've got to look up and to see other things and what's beneath your feet. Now you've got to pay attention to what's beneath your feet, but you've got to look up. And the Bible, he says here to... to Act like you believe, you know? Act like you believe. What in what walk, there it is, not what. Walk in faith. Uh, today is a blessed day. Today, we are in time, on time. We are exactly where we need to be at this point in our life. Can you imagine this? That you and I, are in the, in, we are at the exact moment in time where God is at work in our life to help us become what he wants us to be. This is a divinely appointed time. 
Okay, I see you all believe that. And that we believe and we know that God is at work in our life in this, in this very moment of time. I, I spoke in, I mentioned in Sunday school, yesterday we were out driving around um, looking for places to camp, you know, all that kind of stuff. And uh, Rhonda, she had one of her teacher friends she knew was at a particular camp place. And, you know, we're driving around. We never thought of going there, but about after three or four different places, we stopped and it's like, well, let's just go over there and see what this one's like. You know, there's hundreds of campsites. There's no way you're going to find this person. But we pull in, you know, the office and park, and she goes over and opens the door, and the other end of the door is the lady opening the door, and there she is. You know, there's the teacher. I mean, you couldn't have timed that any different. You couldn't have timed that any better if you'd have had a stopwatch. I was just, boom, handles on the do- hands on the door, <laughs> open up experience. You know, you can't, you can't time that any better. <laughs> well, what if our life is that very same thing, that you can't time it any better than to be exactly where you are at, listening to this message, hearing what God wants to tell you in your life, so that we, you and I, can become better believers, better at letting go of the dead horse. Hmm. You know, this um, preacher, his, uh, this mule died on his property, and uh, so he called the mayor, and uh, he said to the mayor, this mule died on our property, you know, um, shouldn't you come pick it up and, you know, get rid of it? And, uh, and the uh, mayor, who was known for his uh, kind of obnoxious and don't care attitude, said, well, isn't that what you do, bury dead things? And the uh, preacher got kind of upset. And then he says, well, he didn't say that this was inspiration from God, but he said, well, it's always proper to notify the next of kin. (laughs) I like that one too. (laughs) It's always, you always try to notify the next of kin before you bury them. So, you know, there are changes that we have and there are changes that we need to make and we are to pursue the things over which Christ presides. So act like you're a new, you're a new person. You see, we can't... Let's say, if you changed and moved to... I was reading about the, our, the guy in China, our missionary in upper China, and he was talking about how that he's, he walks the streets in this place where he's at he and his wife and he can't be an American in China he can't be a Wimber person in China he has to change now he doesn't dress like their garb and whatever and and there's still a difference but he can't be you know an American in 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 Tibet there he has to be one of the people and be able to associate and to walk with them he has to act like he at least at least is there to help them and to be part of it. He has to live out, not the word acting like pretending, but he has to live out his ministry. Well, we need to live out our belief that God has changed me. God has, in the process of changing me, God is going to give me the strength to become what he wants me to be. And, and that's where we're at. So pursue the things which Christ presides over. <laughs> now, Bible says that it's, it's above our, our imagination. We can't even begin to imagine what God has prepared for us. Okay? 
We cannot imagine what God has prepared for us. Do we believe like that and do we act that way? You know, my new, my new thing is that it's all good. Everything's good. Because some things are not so good and some things are very good, but it's all good. <laughs> it's all good. And, you know, and it's not, it's meaning that it's not bad. It's just not as good as I expected. But that doesn't mean it's bad. And so I'm, I'm looking for the good. I'm expecting the good. And I want the good to come into our life. And, and I want the good to be deposited making deposits in people's lives, and that the deposits that we, we receive from Christ are the deposits we give to other people. So we, we are to live our life, uh, and we are to live an overcoming life. He says, pursue the things which, over which Christ presides. We have an overcoming life, and that we are to look at all, and all things, give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you, do you want, if we want our life to change, we've got to see how God has changed us already. You see, if you can't give thanks for what you have, you're not going to give thanks for what comes. There was a discussion someone had on uh, Facebook a while back about, about praying over meals, and they couldn't see why you needed to pray over meals. And, and I, I didn't respond, and, you know, because I didn't think about it at the time. But whenever we pray for what we eat, we are thanking God. We are, we are acknowledging that God is here, God has provided, and we are thankful. It doesn't mean we get down, you know, preacher's meeting once. They asked this preacher to give thanks at the meal. We were all at a restaurant. He knelt down beside the table, put his hand on the table, and, God, I thank you for this food. Right in the middle of the restaurant, everybody said, oh, my gosh. You know, <laughs> he just wanted, he was just, you know, it's like, that's not what we meant. <laughs> and he knew that. But so whenever we're pausing to give thanks, we're, we're, we're recognizing, we're acknowledging that God is here. Like whenever we start today, we are acknowledging that God is with us. And we are acknowledging that we are expecting good to come. So we're going to look for the good. I mean, we all, we've all been around people who look for the bad, you know. I have one foot on a banana pill and the other in the grave, you know. <laughs> Nothing good has ever happened in my life, well, let me tell you about it. And, you know, and it's true. I mean, you know, there are bad things that happen, and we've got to recognize that I have to deal with them. So I might as well deal with them in a positive perspective as dealing with them as a negative, defeated, you know, lost experience. So in all thy ways acknowledge him and he shall direct your path. So God is saying if we acknowledge him, he will direct us. So we are pursuing, pursue the things over which Christ presides. So when I am giving thanks to God, I am asking God to preside over what I'm giving thanks for. God, I acknowledge your presence for here today in our church. I'm, what am I doing? I'm asking him to preside over what I would say. I'm asking him to take the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart and let them be acceptable in his sight and that they will bring a blessing and make a deposit into other people's lives. So I'm asking him to direct my path by just acknowledging him. All right. This is the, the, the second verse. I was going to do the whole chapter, so this is verse 2. All right, so <laughs> don't, don't shuffle along 
eyes on the ground, and I added this, this part, hands in your pants, depressed, <laughs> absorbed with the things right in front of you. So don't shuffle along, your eyes on the ground. Do, have you ever seen people? You know, how are things going? Well, they're going pretty good. Uh, going really bad. I always, I, you remember, how many of you remember Tim Conway? Oh, boy, this is going to be good today. <laughs> you know, it's just like, you know, yes, it's going to be good. Can you get, a, you know, move? And, and sometimes our life is that way, that we, we shuffle along with life thinking, you know, it can't get any worse. <laughs> yes, it can. <laughs> you see, faith, faith works in both directions. You can believe it for good or you can believe it for bad, but it's going to work whichever way your faith leads you. Our faith determines what we see, where we're going, and how we're going to get there. You know, I don't know when it's been so bad. <laughs> well, wait, it can get worse. <laughs> but you know what? I've never known how God has said it's going to be really great. So we keep expecting. What do you expect? So our expectation is there. So don't shuffle along. Paul here to the Colossians says, don't shuffle along with your eyes on the ground. Depressed, absorbed with the things right in front of you. Look up, be alert to what, what is going on around Christ. Hmm. What is going on around Jesus? Well, if you give your life to Christ, who do you belong to? Christ. You belong to Jesus. So, Jesus in me is the hope of glory. Hope meaning that it is a set time in which we will get to heaven. You know, when we die, it's, it's there. It's the hope of eternal life. So, if I am owned by Christ, by I've given my life to Christ, he owns this place. Okay. So I am asking him to, and I'm acknowledging him in my life, and I'm asking him to make the best out of this <laughs> that he can. You know, all that stuff he stuffed in there from the beginning. Well, I'll make the best out of that and bring it out and bring it out in a way that's going to bring honor and glory to you, not me stopping in the middle of the road and screaming and yelling at somebody for blowing their horn. I've never stopped in the middle of the road and yelled and screamed at anybody for blowing the horn, but I felt like it. But... Um, so, uh, people what? No. <laughs> so look up, be alert to what is going on around Christ. Christ in you is what's going on around Jesus. We mistakenly think, I own this place. We don't own this place. We give ownership to Christ or we give ownership to evil, but we give away ownership by who we worship and who we thank. So I am worshiping God and I thank him for his blessing, then I am acknowledging that he owns this place. See, the very thing in the Garden of Eden, when God said to Adam and Eve, you can eat of every tree in the garden, but don't eat of that tree over there, of the tree of the honeydew. Honeydew this, honeydew that. No, don't, do, don't eat of the tree of good and evil. Don't eat of that tree, because when you eat of that tree, you're going to die. Why did God put a tree in the garden that, said, that represented such a thing? He wanted them to know, you don't own this place. You're a caretaker. This is my place I've created, but I'm giving it to you. 
Now, God has created us and he has given to us responsibility for this place. And in this place, when I acknowledge that God is my Savior and God is my leader and my God has forgiven me of my sins, that I am turning owner, I'm, I don't own this place, God owns it, and I'm acknowledging that, God, do, a good, do your good thing through me. And I'm looking what, Christ, what is going on around Christ, which is what's going on around me, and what is it that God wants to do in the world around me. What is it that God wants to do in the world around me? So every day I am looking for ways to, to do good things to the people around me that will be touched by God's presence and God's a gift from God coming through you. You are the miracle that someone needs. <laughs> you are the smile that will bring stability. You are, the depo- you are making a deposit that is taking someone out of bankruptcy. See, we don't know how important all the little things are around us. There was, uh, the other day there was someone, uh, I, I, I mean it's in a bad way, but there was, there, you know, and when people are in leadership positions, sometimes they think they're above everybody, but a leader is there to serve. So anyhow, I don't have those positions anymore at the hospital. Uh, but there was someone who had one of those positions or has one of those positions. And there was a car there and a person was getting out of the car. And the person who had a position walked on by. And then there's me who I, you know, don't have that elevated. I, I went over and helped the lady out of the car. <laughs> Sometimes we think that we're, we're here for a different purpose than serving people. Positions don't put us in places of not caring. Caring puts us in, pla- in positions of service. And as we serve the right people and serve them correctly, they will help. It's almost like the little boy leading the, the old lady across the street. And when he gets to the other side, she's beating him with a purse. You know, <laughs> and, and she's just beating on a kid. And finally, she quits beating on him, and the guy comes up to him. What's wrong with the lady? Why is she beating you with a purse? Ah, uh, she, she thought she didn't want to come this way. <laughs> <laughs> She didn't want to go this way. I just drug her across the street, you know. And so sometimes we're helping people to go the wrong, you know, it's like, no, we are helping people go the right way, you know, helping people. She didn't really want out of the car, but I was going to get her out of the car whether she wanted it or not. (laughs) You will love this life, you know, if I have to beat you to death, (laughs) you know. (laughs) Yeah, so... We look at this, and so here we are, this, <laughs> verse 3 and 4, your old life is dead. This is, this is the part where it's like, okay, the only time we're to give up is to give up on our old way of living. Don't try and recreate what once was. You know what? If you bring up my old picture, <laughs> I've changed. <laughs> she laughs. I've changed. <laughs> but you see, that's who I once was, but I can't be that, I am not that person anymore. 20 years ago or 40 years ago or whatever, that's what I was, but I'm not that person anymore. And the person you were that was forgiven of your sins and you know, God has changed you, you are not that person anymore. You're not. Your old life is dead. Your new life, which is your real life, 
even though invisible to spectators, is with Christ in God. This new life that we have is in Christ. So in Christ I live. In Christ I stand. In Christ alone. Sounds like a song. In Christ alone we are in this. And so when we are looking at how that my life, how my life is being lived by God, we see that things aren't what they appear to be. And you may look like the same person in the mirror, but in reality, you're not the same person. Because God is at work changing you. And do you think you're, you're just going to wake up one morning and not be you? No. But you know what? You look back over the years, and you know what? I've changed. It's been the influence of the scriptures. It's been the influence of God. It's been the influence of the Spirit of God on my life that's made a difference. And we, we have to stop believing the lies. <laughs> we have to stop believing that you can't teach an old dog new tricks. But you see, you're not a dog. <laughs> you can, we can be changed from the inside out. And it's God who is alive in our hearts and he is Speaking to our hearts. He's speaking to our hearts through the word and through the spirit. And I am becoming. And I am in the process of becoming. I am in the process of change. I am in the process of becoming the person that God wants me to be. And you know what? As long as you live, we're going to constantly be changing and growing, evolving. <laughs> I could say I evolved into this position. <laughs> You know, I've evolved into this body. No, I ate my way into this body. <laughs> I, I have I've worked hard at building this body. <laughs> well, what's going on in our spirit? God is at work in our spirit wanting, and you see, God has a place where he wants us to be. And we're just on a timeline. We're on a timeline of arriving at that place. And this moment at this place at this juncture, we are all here at this moment in this process of becoming, and God isn't done with us yet. He's going to bless us. He, you know, there's, there's, there's strength, there's blessing, there's direction, there's hope. There is, you know, change, there's challenge, there's opportunities. I mean, there's all these things that are going on right inside of us, inside of our lives, and, and God isn't looking at, well, David, you did this wrong, and you did that God doesn't, that's a dead horse. Let it go. Bury it. <laughs> you know, let go of the dead horse. Don't try and resurrect the dead horse. How many have dead horses? <laughs> yeah, we all do. Okay, so <laughs> let it go. Let it go. It's dead. It's a dead horse. It's gone. It's forever gone. Don't resurrect the past. Let God reveal the future. Let God reveal the future you. And how that he's going to do the work in you to become the person that he created us to be. And when we do this, we are going to continue to make deposits in people's lives. And we're going to change from the inside out. We've got hope. We've got expectation. Get your face out of the dirt and quit shuffling along like there is no tomorrow. You know, look up. 
There is hope in Christ, and no matter what happens, we are always safe in the arms of our Father, and that if I can be like the deer that panteth after the water, you know, let my soul pant after God. Let my, let my soul desire God. And it, what do we do? We acknowledge God. God, I thank you for this day. That's not too hard. Take a devotional and read five minutes. Thank you, God, for your word. Help me to understand it. I don't understand everything in the Bible, but we keep working at it. And we will understand. We will learn more and more in the whole process. So here we are at this place in time, open to the blessing of God and to the direction of God, and he's going to do, continue to do a new work in us until Christ returns. Amen? That's us. We're on our way. Your old life is dead. <laughs> your new life, which is your real life, is with Christ in God. Your new life, your real life, is in Christ. Let's see what's going on around Christ. Shall we stand? Jesus, forgive us of every sin. Forgive us of every wrongdoing, thought, word, or deed. Forgive us, renew us. God, give us life. Give us, let us see the new opportunities, the new chances, the new the new destination, the new direction. Let us see and be able to make those decisions. But we do them in such a way that we just acknowledge you and we find ourselves at the exact moment in time that we're supposed to be. So God, thank you for forgiving us. Thank you for our life being in you, in Christ. And let us see what Christ is doing all around us. Using us as his hands, his feet, his mouthpiece. Amen. Amen? Amen. God bless you.